Hi, and welcome to the Latinx MBA podcast. I'm your host today, Ashley Carrick. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing one of my friends that I go way back with, like many years, um, back when I was at UC Berkeley undergrad, my friend Kevin Mendoza. Kevin and I met in undergrad at UC Berkeley and we met in the Latino Business Student Association which that association has definitely been my inspiration for starting Latinx MBA. And Kevin and I have been friends for a long time and we've always talked about pursuing an MBA. Um, Right now, Kevin hasn't, at least we haven't spoken in a while about this. Um, So I wanted to take the time today to check in with him on where his head's at in terms of applying to an MBA program and then also get his opinion on Latinx MBA Association and what he sees as someone that's been involved in many Latino organizations. So hi, Kevin. Um, Why don't we just start this interview with you just giving, you know, background of your story, where you're from, all of that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, So funny, I was thinking when I was like, oh, when I was an undergrad and you ended up going to Haas, like the undergraduate program, I was like, I was really jealous. I was like, oh, I want to be like, actually, I want to go get my, I want to major in business because it was obviously like super competitive at Berkeley. Yep. Um, and so it's cool to just want to say I was jealous when I was an undergrad. So Okay, that's a good, um, I, that's interesting. I wasn't smart enough to get into to Haas school, but uh, that actually brings up to like, I guess my origin, like how I got to where I'm at now, but in general, my dad and my grandfather, they, um, they own their own business. Um, and I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, uh, I want to own my own business, so I should major in business. And you know, it's really interesting because you kind of hear it in, uh, on social media or just like whoever you listen to. And a lot of times, you know, the stuff that you learn in the classroom and the stuff that you learn out the classroom, sometimes like the real life is a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I thought I wanted to do that. And then I remember when I got to college, uh, I started looking at the upper division courses and it was like finance, accounting, <laughs> econ. And I was like, I don't think I want to do that. Like, <laughs> those aren't classes that really like get me really excited. Mm. I come from like a much more like creative space. I feel like I love writing. I love um, you know, coming up with great ideas, putting them together. I love working with people, connecting people. Like mm. those are the things that I was like really good at. Mm. Um, and when I got to like the number stuff, I was like, can I do this for sure? Um, but the amount of time it takes me to like figure this stuff out is like, it's so taxing that I was like, I'd rather just focus on this other stuff mm. uh, that is like more s- the soft skills. Um, and you know, if I need to find someone to help me with the other part, like I'll find it. Yeah. But I do think in general, you do need to be good enough at something. You need to be at least good enough with the numbers. You don't have to be great, but I think you need to know at least something to be able to kind of get through it. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of what I, you know, a little bit of my, my, uh, how I ended up going into, into Berkeley and my thought process around even majoring in business. I ended up majoring in American studies, mm, okay. which was really like coming up with my own major Yep. where I, I picked all my upper division classes and I ended up asking all these students like, hey, what are your favorite classes at Berkeley? And I just took those. And that yeah. was to me a lot more exciting. I felt like 
and also was running out of time. I was like, I need to pick a major. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Okay. And then, so after you graduated from Berkeley, though, um, you went into some business roles, um, even though, right? Yeah, you so did. Was, <laughs> what yeah, did you do yeah. right after you graduated? You know, that was a struggle, man. Because, like, when you're first generation, like, Latino, going to college, um, the thing that was always on my mind was, like, making money and helping my parents like yeah. that was always on my mind right so that's why i wanted to major in business because i thought that's where you make the money yep um but uh, i ended up joining uh being part of mlt management leadership for tomorrow and you know they helped me um get a uh my full-time job with booz allen hamilton which mm. is a consulting company in washington dc and uh you know i started my my career in that um, and it was a little bit different because I ended up working. So there's two sides to this management consulting company. It was the client side and then the the internal kind mm-hmm. of, of the, all the stuff that we do that makes the company run. So I was on a team called the employee relations team. Okay. And the employee relations team was really interesting because we essentially dealt with um, we were like the cops of the company. So any misconduct in the workplace, like we dealt with it, whether it was like sexual harassment, uh, you know, lying about your hours, you know, whatever you can think of, you know, we dealt with that Mm. and uh, we would conduct interviews over the phone um, and then we would take that information and then we would send it up to like leadership and then they would make a decision on what they would do with that person. Got it. So I actually spent a lot of time doing that. I also accommodated people with disabilities. Uh-huh. which was really interesting too was like i was dealing with with um you know employees that had um you know everything from ptsd to like their wrist hurts because they have carpal tunnel like the, the range of people that i was working with was was really really interesting and so dealing with like those types of you know people right like it was it was uh it was a really good experience and again all these employees were working on client site. We're working at different agencies like the Treasury, the CIA, the FBI. So it was also working with them to be able to accommodate our employees. So very, very interesting four years. So it's so you basically worked in management consulting at. Um, and so, I mean, did you ever think because a lot of people who do consulting want to get an MBA or mm-hmm. even people who do MBAs go into management consulting. So. Right. What was your thought process? I mean, I know we've talked about MBA. I mean, where are you now, I guess, in terms of applying, um, you know, seeing that you've been in business spaces, like, do you think it's something you're going to do now? Yeah, I, the M- MBA was always on the back of my mind on whether I should do it or not, especially because I would say, well, maybe two years after, you know, when you're working, people are already talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, you know, a lot of the people that I was at work that were my age were like, hey, are you? like that would eventually would get to that discussion of how, are you going to get your MBA? Mm-hmm. And for me, I never felt like it was the next step for me. Like I felt like it was like what most people were doing. But for me, I didn't feel that gut feeling of like, hey, like I should do this next. Mm-hmm. More so because I wasn't even sure if even like management consulting and the, I was going down the path that I, you know, wanted to go necessarily after I've been there for four years. So um i was like you know what i, I want to go into technology because mm. i find that really really interesting yep. and i was like and i'm really good at sales so i was like okay if i can if, if i already know the industry and i know the job that i want to do then i should start applying to those jobs so for me it was not more of like my mba it was more of 
can I find a job that is more aligned to what I want to do that doesn't require me to go back to school? Got it. And so you did sales in tech and now, um, so are you basically at this point, you're like not going to get an MBA? Um, you know, so when I, so after the four years working at, in Booz Allen, um, I got a job working at, uh, this company called sumo.com in Austin, Texas. And um, in my mind, like, I was like, okay, eventually I'm gonna get my MBA, maybe down the line. But what ended up happening is when I went to Austin, Texas, right, you go from DC where I'm wearing a suit every single day, you know, suit and tie, you know, happy hours every day. Uh, and when you live in DC, like, you know, people are always like talking about like where they work, you know, it was that, that's always like the first question is like, yeah. oh, what do you do? That's like the first question, <laughs> like before your name or almost like anything, right? So. Um, it was very like, it mattered where you work, it mattered where you went to college, those things, right? And so I went from that, that type of environment to going to Austin, Texas, where, um, you know, if you're wearing a suit, it's actually kind of weird. Like if you're in Austin, you're walking around, you're like, oh, you're definitely not from here, you know, because it's so, it's so relaxed, you know, tech companies are starting to move there a lot more. Um, and when I started working at Sumo, um, you know, I would, I didn't even know what to wear for my interview. I didn't know what to wear my first day. Yeah. And honestly, you just wear whatever you want. You yeah. know? And I, that environment was very different for me than, than Booz Allen. And what I realized soon, you know, in the first couple months that I was working there is no one really had uh, a master's degree in anything. Right. Like everyone was either self-taught because they were developers. Yep. Uh, maybe some of them might have just got their bachelor's. Um, other ones, uh, you know, learned, you know, marketing, digital marketing, um, in college yeah. and then learned everything else from experience. Um, and then, yeah, my CEO and our CTO, they didn't know nobody had a master's degree and those guys were millionaires. And I was like, well, it doesn't seem like I need yeah, no, that's a, good point. a no. master's degree here, at least specifically for this tech company that I was working at. It was small. It was like 30 of us. Yep. Um, so I think that's very different to, let's say, where you work at. at Google. Yeah, Google. Yeah, no. And I would say that's definitely, you know, I think it's just so interesting because honestly, like you've worked in, you've had two experiences working as a management consultant and then also in the tech industry, which I would say are the two top sought after post MBA jobs. And so, you know, obviously I went to MBA and I feel like it's been useful for me, but I think you bring an interesting perspective, right? Because you've already kind of lived in those spaces and it's just, it doesn't seem like the ROI or it's not necessary for you to get to the next step. So, you know, that's cool too. I mean, I yeah. think, it, I don't think it. everyone has to do it. I don't think it's a necessity. Um, I think it helped me out. But again, I think it's definitely something, I think we'll definitely dive deeper into future conversations on this podcast around breaking into tech and the MBA prepping for that. Um, because there's definitely um, a good, I mean, because I live in San Francisco and I've worked in tech most of my career, um, there's definitely this sentiment around you really need an MBA to be in tech and even working at a startup, it's kind of like you're not really respected as an MBA, but I actually think tech needs MBAs, but that's my personal yeah, view. Uh, um, because I just feel like even working at Google, I do think the MBA, I mean, I worked at Google prior to going to business school and even coming back after, I feel like it's actually really helped me out, um, be successful there. And I think 
bring value to Google um, that I did it. So, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, another thing that I just thought about is also the rise of, uh, of boot camps. Right. Right. So, you know, one is the MBA and I don't even, you know, and I, I don't know if that's something that um, a lot of MBA programs are starting to see now where a lot of these people that are graduating college are say are thinking, well, why don't I just pay $10,000 yeah. and learn how to code or, you know, you got like all these, these boot camps that are starting to teach you UX, UI, yep. digital marketing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I'm very curious, you know, if that came about because maybe people were like, hey, maybe I don't want to do these two years and pay this much money. Instead, I know what I want to do and it's yeah. very specific and this is what I want to do. Um, so. Yeah, no, and I think because originally, like, there was coding boot camps, but like you said, there's been product management boot camps and different types of courses that are similar to these MBA programs. So it's it's interesting kind of to see where things evolve. I want to just, you know, take a second while we're still here to ask you your opinion, because actually, Kevin, I've really admired because at Berkeley, Kevin actually started a Latino organization, and I think you've been, like, on the national conference committee for your um, Latino frat. So mm -hmm. I wanted to get your perspective on launching an organization like Latinx MBA um, and kind of maybe give me advice as I'm going through this for the first time, what you've seen worked well or um, what doesn't work well, any kind of advice you have for me. Yeah, I mean, when I got to Berkeley, um, you know, it was funny, I'm from Los Angeles and when I went to Berkeley, which is eight hours north, I've never been to the Bay. So I was thinking in my head, is there one Latinos that live over there? I had no clue. And then I was like, the second thing I was like, um, are there people from LA that even go up there? Am I going to be the only one? Uh, and then you, you know, you get, you get there, you realize like half of UC Berkeley is from LA. <laughs> all of the Latinos are from LA. Oh, and then half of UC Berkeley too. Yeah. But know, all the Latinos. So, yeah. Uh, so I got there and it was funny. I was like, I don't want to dorm in like, the, the student housing for Latino students. I was just like, I want to like branch out. And then when you get to Berkeley, then when I got there, I was like, no, I need to find Latinos. Like I, it was like, so I just felt very homesick. Um, and, uh, and you know, I was like super involved. I, I got involved with pretty much everything. And, um, you know, uh, I ended up getting introduced to um, La Unidad Latina Lambda Upsilon Lambda fraternity um, from some of my friends that were in the fraternity at, at USC. And, um, you know, I was like in five, six different organizations. And so I was thinking, that, you know, the way, the way I saw the fraternity was like, what if I can take the professional aspect, the social aspect, the community service and have it all in one organization, you know? And then also like, what if I can recruit, you know, some of like the most influential Latino students on campus and have them in one org. And so to me, I was like, it, you know, it's great that they can be in other orgs, but if I can pull everyone in into one and then be able to like collaborate across kind of different uh, organizations, I think that would be really powerful. And so, yeah, so it took me about three years. It took me three years to get, you know, LUL started on campus, but um, it was definitely worth it because when you start an organization um, and it becomes institutionalized in the sense of like, it's going to be there even after you're gone. Mm -hmm. Like you don't notice, you don't think about that when you first start it. And then there's a lot of amazing things that happen, like legacies that you leave behind, maybe work that you've done that other people pick up and continue. So yeah. I think you starting this organization, 
um, you're not going to see the fruits of this labor sometimes until years from now. Right. And you're going to start seeing other people do this work. And you're like, oh, man, like, like, I remember when I started this and now it's grown to X amount. And like, people are like meeting each other now that they're married because of it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Partners. So that's what the fraternity ended up becoming, you know, years later. Um, and there's like, again, events that, that they're still doing now that I did when I was, you know, a student there. So I think it's really powerful to, to start something like this in a place where there isn't um, diversity and you, you are now seen as like a home away from home for people to be able to come together. Yeah, no, I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny because I feel like, um, you know, just starting this organization, it was just such a clear like gap in the market in terms of there isn't an organization really focused on Latinx MBAs. I mean, there's a couple and there's definitely a lot of orgs like MLT, Twigo, um, obviously Prosmonica, Alpha, like there's just a ton of these organizations. Um, but I do think there's a lot of power in bringing people together and, um, you know, I'm excited to see kind of where this evolves. Um, and, you know, it's been great Kevin to have you as a mentor because I see you like on social media strategy with like all your stuff so I've been like doing the same thing because I'm like the social media lead for the club <laughs> for the nonprofit. <laughs> so it's been great yeah to think through like how we can profile and elevate Latinx voices and um you know just connect people and um you know especially now I mean I think another reason why we started this it was more I mean I've I've, I've grown a to know more like Latino MBAs now that I've been out a couple of years. And, you know, given that we're living in this virtual world now, um, you know, I think through a lot, where is the MBA gonna go or higher ed gonna go with everything being virtual? And um, there wasn't a strong like Latinx community at a lot of the top business schools, but now that everything's online and everyone's open to Zoom and whatnot, I was like, oh, this is actually a great opportunity to like unite our community because people are gonna be more open to do like virtual happy hours. Um, so yeah, so some of the goals that we have with Latinx MBA is obviously doing a lot of programming with webinars, which we've been hosting, um, as well as industry circles that we're gonna open up to our members. Um, and then also really like what I'm most excited for is because I love party planning. That's my specialty um, is I'm going to plan a lit ass conference when we can fly again That's and amazing. COVID's over and hopefully it's over next year or in 10 years. I don't know when it's going to be <laughs> over, but when it is, it's going to be lit. <laughs> the party's going to be lit. So oh, that's going to be great. I, I know about... it's going to be a lit party. You're going to come. Yeah, uh, you gotta come. but yeah, I didn't even think about events like that's like the last thing that was on my mind. But that's a great idea to have have a yeah, no, those type of events. I mean, we're all us. like trying to find our husbands and wives, so we're like, <laughs> obviously, let's launch this. Pro I was like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, you know. Yeah, we may we enough. may become a dating app later on. We'll we'll just see where things go. <laughs> Man, the possibilities. The possibilities are, are really endless. So this, it might be that's, this might be the real reason you started it. I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I mean, not really though. You know, I told. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, Kevin, um, for coming on this new podcast that we're hosting and um, giving me so much mentorship as I've been launching this. And you know, thank you for your you know involvement so far. And thanks. Um, 
Thank you. And that you, I feel like you've been mentoring me too, to be honest. Okay, well. We're learning from each other. Yep, mentoring each other. Well, thank you all for tuning in. And um, this is Ashley on the Latinx MBA podcast. And have a good morning, afternoon, or night. Bye.